Hey everyone, how's it going? This is Azrin here, owner of the Calgary Language Nerds, and welcome to today's podcast episode. Today I want to talk about getting overwhelmed. As language learners, you probably understand the feeling of getting overwhelmed by the language that you're trying to learn. It could be because you're trying to learn a grammar point and it's really hard. It could be because you're trying to pronounce a letter and you can't. It could be because you're going to class and the teacher's driving you crazy and they're tr- you're trying to learn from them, but it's just really difficult and you feel overwhelmed because you're not, well, you're not able to learn from them. You might feel overwhelmed because you feel like you're not progressing. Who knows? There are a million reasons as to why you might be feeling overwhelmed. And I suppose the first thing that I want to say on this topic is if you are someone who teaches languages or you're someone who makes content about language learning, one thing I encourage you to ask yourself is if the way you're teaching your classes and or the way you're making content, if it's actually overwhelming your students or if it's reducing overwhelm, is it making them more overwhelmed or is it making them less overwhelmed? Often I see content or I see classes taught by teachers that overwhelm the students more than what is necessary. I'll give you an example of this. I've seen times where a teacher teaches a topic really quickly and they teach very fast. And because they taught it so fast, the student ends up getting overwhelmed. Or maybe they, uh, they dive into a grammar, a, a grammar point and the student asks a question about some irregular verb and the teacher goes off on a tangent about those irregular verbs and they go off on this entire grammatical, um, what would you call it? They basically bounce around a bunch of grammar points in a single class based on the student's question, questions, rather. And the student ends up being completely overwhelmed at the end of the class. And they're like, oh my God, this language is so hard. I'll never be able to do this. That's not a feeling you ever want to have when you're learning a language. Or if you're teaching someone a language, you never want the person feeling like, I can't do this. Now, you can take it too far. If you're from the teaching perspective, you can definitely take it too far as well. You could also, for example, try to make it so easy for them and, and not challenge the students enough where, you know, you're not pushing them as much as they could be pushed. Or th- there is an opposite end of the extreme as well. And I think the opposite end of the extreme is also equally not as helpful. All I'm trying to say here is if you're a language teacher or if you're someone who makes content about language learning, the goal, at least one of the goals, is to make the language less overwhelming and less intimidating to learn. You you simplify the process of learning it and acquiring that language. Your job is not, I think, is not to try and make it more complicated. And I think... I was having a conversation uh, a few months back with uh, with a few, a few of my students. It was a group class I was teaching. And uh, these students were telling me about another teacher that they had and the way that the teacher was teaching the class. They were saying that they were going, they were trying to, the, oh, well, the previous teacher was trying to make the class memorize these grammatical rules about a specific grammar point in Spanish. Now, there's nothing necessarily inherently wrong with trying to memorize grammar rules. Not necessarily. But 
they were so overwhelmed and frustrated by the process of trying to memorize these grammar rules. And today they definitely don't, they definitely can't use those grammar rules correctly. It's also worth mentioning, also definitely worth mentioning, that memorizing grammar rules, there is not a direct correlation between memorizing grammar rules and being able to use those grammar rules when you speak. So spending lots of class time trying to trying to memorize grammar rules, number one, it's not overly effective because just because you drilled a bunch of grammar rules does not mean you'll be able to use a grammar rule. So number one, that is not an overly effective way to help someone learn grammar, for starters. Second of all, it was clearly making the students feel overwhelmed. And third of all, here's the cherry on top. Every time these students spoke in the language, they would forget the grammar rules that they've been studying for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, and then get even more overwhelmed because they can't remember them in a real conversation. And it's super discouraging. So that's another example of teaching something in a way where you're making the person more overwhelmed. Here's another example of overwhelm, right? There's a whole, this is a very um, in-depth topic to, to dig into here. You know, another example of overwhelm is from the perspective of a learner. I've given teaching, teaching examples. Let's go from the perspective of a language learner. You can probably think about people you've spoken to in the target language, whatever language you're learning, right? You can probably think about people you've spoken with in the past in that language that you felt more comfortable with and people you felt less comfortable with. The people you felt more comfortable with were probably patient with you, understanding, maybe they spoke clearly, they were helpful. They Maybe they spoke some English or your language and they would help out with certain words you didn't know. Um, maybe they're very kind, friendly, they're smiling. Maybe they're very gracious, generous. And the people that were less friendly to, or let people you ha had a harder time talking to and felt less comfortable talking to, maybe they spoke really quickly. Maybe they were rude. Maybe they were overly direct. Maybe they weren't helpful. Maybe they were abrupt. Maybe they laughed at you. Maybe they, who, who knows? Maybe they refused to talk to you in the language and they only try to talk to you in English because they want to practice their English. Who knows what it is? It doesn't, who knows? But Probably you can relate and you can think that there are certain people that are easier, that have been easier. Maybe they're, you're more comfortable talking to and certain people with whom you feel less comfortable talking to. Well, probably one of your, well, from the perspective of a language learner, it is best to talk to people that you feel more comfortable talking to as much as you can. There's value of talking to people you feel less comfortable talking to. Of course, there's value in that too for a number of reasons. But general rule of thumb, you want to talk primarily to people you feel more comfortable speaking to and less time speaking to people who you feel less comfortable speaking to, to the best of your ability. And that again is to manage that feeling of overwhelm. It's one of the reasons. There are other reasons too. It's not the only reason for that particular example, but one reason is to manage that feeling of overwhelm. When you feel incredibly overwhelmed all the time, you stop learning. Your brain doesn't absorb the information anymore. So if you're always feeling overwhelmed, that's probably not a good thing. Overwhelm should likely be something you experience 
in moderation. You experience some overwhelm sometimes. It shouldn't be zero overwhelm, that's for sure. It shouldn't be you never feel overwhelmed. In fact, if you're never overwhelmed, that's interesting. If you never feel overwhelmed in whatever language you're trying to learn, well, that's probably also a problem. If you're thinking to yourself, when was the last time I was really overwhelmed by this language? And you can't think of any examples, that means you're probably not learning very much. Because being overwhelmed, it means that you have your brain is working very hard. And when your brain is working very hard, you are likely learning. And so it's just that if you maintain, if you keep up that state of overwhelm for too long, that's going to be a problem because then it becomes counterproductive. Now, on the topic of counterproductive versus productive, I think we can break down overwhelm in two different, in two different, into two different categories, productive overwhelm and, unpro and unproductive. So unproductive overwhelm, again, we can have two separate subcategories here. One would be if you're overwhelmed all the time, that's unproductive because in, you can't focus anymore. You stop learning. But the other type of unproductive overwhelm would be that you're being overwhelmed. You're feeling overwhelmed, not in a way that moves you forward. You know, it's kind of like the concept of failing forward or failing up. You can fail and make mistakes, but the failures can make you fall backwards in life or they can make you, you know, stumble your way forward. There's two different types of failures. Well, overwhelm is very similar. You could be overwhelmed in a productive way, or you could be overwhelmed in an unproductive way. So the unproductive version would be you're sitting on the couch and thinking to yourself how you should be practicing your language. You should be doing more. You should be reading more, listening more, talking more. You should be, should be, should be, should be. And you need to sit there dwelling on it. Well, that's very unproductive. It doesn't, it's literally unproductive because you're getting overwhelmed and you're not getting any better in the language. Whereas a productive form of overwhelm might be you're doing intensive study of the language. You're, you're studying it very intense, intensively. So I'll give you an example of this. When I was in, um, uh, when I was in, I actually have multiple examples of this, but one of them would be when I was in Beijing uh, in 2016, I felt overwhelmed pretty frequently. I was exhausted from trying to talk in Mandarin all the time, listen to people in Mandarin all the time, communicate with people all the time, order my food and get used to the new city. It was overwhelming, but it was productive because I was out in the world using the language, listening, reading, speaking, uh, in some cases, studying in classes. I was out in the world doing something with the language. Whereas so that's productive. I'm tired, I'm overwhelmed, but I'm getting better. It's pushing me forward. Whereas, as I said, dwelling at home is definitely not pushing you forward. So overwhelmed in a way where you're pushing forward is a hell of a lot better than overwhelmed in a way where you're doing absolutely nothing. No doubt about that. Um, so there are two different types of overwhelm. The overwhelm on the productive side just Please remember that if you're overwhelmed all the time, it's probably not a good thing. Probably it's impeding your progress and you need to, there's something to look at there to see how can you reduce that feeling of, um, that feeling of being overwhelmed.
Now, it's worth noting as well that overwhelm, the feeling of overwhelm is also a threshold. There are thresholds for overwhelm, partially genetic, I'm sure, partially experience-based as well. So something that overwhelms you today, or rather, sorry, something that overwhelmed you 10 years ago might not overwhelm you anymore. I'll give you a very extreme example of this. When I was three years old, I felt incredibly overwhelmed by this ride that we have at a fair in Calgary. We have this fair called the Calgary Stampede. We have roller coasters and games and things like that. There's this one for kids. It's a bumblebee that goes in a circle slowly in a round and round and round loop, kind of like a merry-go-round. But there's a bar inside the bumblebee. And if you pull it, the bumblebee slowly rises up. And if you push it, the bumblebee slowly rises down, or rather goes down. I was incredibly overwhelmed and terrified of that ride. Wouldn't go in it. Eventually, I'd go in it, but I would never pull the bar to go up in the air. I just wouldn't do it. Absolutely not. So now, as an adult, that's not overwhelming at all. Like, I would easily go on that ride. It's like, yeah, it's no big deal. <laughs> it's like no big deal at all. So what overwhelmed you in the past versus now is different. Now, why is that? Well, it's because of experience, right? It's experience. You have increased your threshold for what you find overwhelming, challenging, difficult, scary. And you do that just through life experience, through pushing yourself slowly but surely out of your comfort zone. And so your threshold for overwhelm can increase if you focus on it. Try to do things that, you know, are difficult that do make you feel overwhelmed and gradually increase the intensity of the overwhelm over time and your threshold um, can increase. So I'll give you an interesting example here and then maybe we'll wrap up the podcast on this note. I'm not sure if it's an exact example of overwhelm, but it's similar. It's, it's a relevant enough example. So I've recently been using an app called Link. L-I-N-G-Q. I've used it in the past, um, but recently I've been using it uh, often. I use it basically every day. And I'm using it to do listening and reading practice in Mandarin. Right now, yesterday in the app, the app indicated that I knew 3,084 words. Okay. Actually, wait a second. Let me give you some real accurate statistics. I'm going to open up the app right now as we speak on my phone. Okay, so I started using the app regularly on December 22nd. That was five days ago, as I'm, or five, yeah, whatever it is, five, it doesn't matter, December 22nd. Um, again, I've used the app before, but I started using it quite seriously then. So it's, and then day by day, if since then, so in the past, it is five days, today's 27th. In the past five days, I have added, uh, let me get the exact number here. Last seven days. Last seven days. I've increased the number of words that I know by 2,100. So five days ago, there were 2,100 less known words in the app. In terms of new, uh, like new words that I've added in the app, like stuff like, oh, I don't know what that means. What that means. There have been looks like uh let's see here approximately hang on a sec here how do i see this number 
let's see, 100, 200, 400, 700, roughly a thousand, roughly a thousand different. Uh, and actually, wait a second, two, three, four, five, six, eight. yes, that's right. Yeah, roughly about a thousand words. Looks like 1341, looks like the exact number. 1341, there we go. 1,341 words that I've added into the app that I didn't know in five days. Now, a lot of people, when they hear that, they might go, what? That's crazy. You increased, you, you added 2,100 new words in five days? Now, to be fair, I didn't actually learn 2,100 words in five days. I'll be wild. It's more that the app is catching up. It doesn't know all the words that I know. So the more I use it, the more it catches up with how many words I actually know. So it's not like I magically learned 2,000 words in five days. No, it's not, that's not what happened. But still, just the, even to get to that number to some people might feel like, wow, that's a lot. That sounds overwhelming and very, really, really hard. Or even the fact of adding 1,300 words that I didn't know into the app in five days, even that, that's probably a more impressive number, to be frank. 1,300 words in five days. New words that I've added into the app that I can now have on a vocab list in five days is a lot. Like that to some people might sound very intimidating and very overwhelming. And quite frankly, maybe five years ago for me, it would have been, but now it's not, it's not as overwhelming. And that's because, listen, in the past, I didn't have strategies for remembering new words. I didn't know how, but now I do. So in the past, when I heard new words, I would actually stop and go, Huh, how will I remember that? Oh my God, that's hard. Oh boy. Huh, how will I remember that word? Let me go write it down. Okay, let me write that word down. Okay, I wrote it down. Huh, whew, that's a hard one. Okay, let me go back to the sentence. So it's like a three minute pause for every new word. And then I get tired and overwhelmed. I'm like, oh my God, how will I remember all these words? This is pretty hard. Huh, let me go do something else, <laughs> right? Whereas now it's, it's almost automatic. Like, oh, new word. What does that mean? Oh, it means that. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, I can remember the word like that. Oh, that's, that, that makes sense. I get it. Or I go, whoa, that word's really hard. Nope, I'm not going to remember that. That sounds incredibly hard. Skip, move on. Who the hell cares? Move on. I'm faster, right? I'm faster than I used to be five years ago. And that's just come from experience. Experience and growth, I suppose. And so for, and I guess... I forgot why I got on the topic, right? That overwhelm, there's a threshold. And over time, you can increase that threshold for overwhelm by pushing yourself little by little, little by little, little by little. Yeah, I guess we'll wrap this podcast up here. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your attention as always. If you have any questions, um, you're welcome to contact me by going to Azrin, the language nerd, uh, Azrin, the language nerd.com slash contact. That's A-Z or Z-R-E-N thelanguagenerd.com slash contact. Have a great rest of your day and we'll chat later. Bye-bye. See you.